God. Well, good morning. We are gathered here to worship him, right? Gathered in his name to hear his word. Let's pray before we jump into God's word. Jesus, this is your church and we are your people. And Lord, we are desiring to do your will. Lord, you said where two or more are gathered, you are there. Fill us, fill us with your spirit. God, we don't need more of us. We need more of you. God, your word is how you speak. Speak to us through your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Amen. Um, I'm going to, Tom already mentioned the app. And I'm going to ask you pretty, pretty please with sugar on top. uh, Because we're actually going verse by verse through uh, a part of a chapter. And I really want you to follow along. So all of the notes are in the app on the sermon notes. If you... um, don't want to do that, would you pretty please open your Bible? There's a Bible in the chair in front of you to Romans chapter 8 and uh, follow along. Uh, in the app, there's a few places for notes. And uh, I know this is a terrible way to begin a sermon, but I'm going to just let you know right now that I'm not going to finish this. I know that I've learned this over the years that there's a certain personality type because in the, in the notes, I leave these fill in the blanks. And if you leave here without one of those blanks filled in, well, um, you have emotional trauma. (laughs) uh, So maybe, but maybe for you it'll be better just knowing that you're not going to get to all of them. Uh, So we're in Romans chapter 8 and verse 18, and let's just allow God in his word to speak to us. Uh, Verse 18 says this, Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that he will reveal to us later. For all creation, would you say that? Say all creation. creation. That's all of us, right? Uh, That's all of us and that's all of everything else that exists. All creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Whether or not you know it, whether or not you feel it, you are, uh, people who don't know Christ are eagerly awaiting. There, there's something in, in human nature that is longing for something. We're pushing towards something, and even if we don't know what it is, we're longing for it. God will reveal who his children really are. Verse 20 gets more specific. Against its will, this is why we have this longing, against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. Uh, everybody recognizes that, that our world is in uh, trouble. Anybody watch the news lately? Anybody? Uh, is, do we live in a world of harmony where people just, oh, we just love each other and we all get along, right? No, we don't. We don't. So what's the problem? Now, oddly enough, I, hey, we're, we're Christians. We... we, we Except the word of God, right? So you, you can put a lot of different lenses on and come to a lot of different conclusions about what's going on in the world. And I would say even among Christian people, the lens is not very biblical. Because a lot of Christian people say, what's wrong? What's wrong in the world? And a lot. Not here, of course. But a lot of people, a lot of Christians would say, oh, it's the devil, Pastor Brian, the devil. The devil's running loose. And they don't realize it, 
It is true, but it's a, it's a subset. That's a subset. It's, it's true, but they don't realize it. But what they're actually doing, it's a theological term called dualism, where they have a, in their mind, they have, there's two gods. There's God and, well, there's, you know, God is the God of good and the devil's the God of bad. And they're kind of duking it out and the devil's getting the upper hand down here. No, 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 no. Now, let's be clear. In the land of rebels, which is planet Earth right now, according to scripture. Uh, he is king. Satan is king in the land of rebels, but he's under the curse as well. Actually, the problem on planet earth is much larger. It's something that a created being, Satan is a created being just like you or I. He's another created being. There's only one creator, and the problem is there's a curse on this planet. And it's coming from a pretty high source. It's coming from God. Yeah. Um, that's, we've been subjected to God's curse. Now, we don't have time. That isn't my total topic today. So we don't have time to, you know, dig into all of that. And because and, if you're a Christian, you're thinking, yeah, God's curse. But, but Jesus came to redeem us from the curse. Very, very true. And we're going to get to that. But we're, what we're reading here reveals very, very clearly that when Jesus come, he did lift a part of that. We, we get a partial redemption. Well, we get full redemption. We just don't get to experience it all now. We get, we get a part. But just this much, and let's move on. The trouble in our world today is the fact that this world is still under God's curse. There is still a curse on this planet. There is still... Uh, Maybe the best way to think of it is there's a gravity that's pulling everything down, and it's not the devil. In fact, if you'll look really quick, just, just look, scan down into the verses just below. Uh, verse 21, look at verse 21. The creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from, he lists two things, death and decay. All right. He's listing the problems that we're dealing with. He's listing, he's talking about, the, these are the things that make life hard. Uh, would you say that? Say death and decay. Anybody ever bump into one of those? Anybody decaying in any way, shape, or form? Anybody not look quite like you did when you were 21? Anybody in this room? Anybody look in the mirror and you're like, what's going on? <laughs> things are seem, seeming to droop a little bit. Uh, go down to verse 23. Look at uh, the middle of verse 23. says, we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. He lists two more. These are just elements of the curse. He lists four of them, death and decay, sin and suffering. By the way, if, if he kept going, Satan would be in that list somewhere. But he ain't top four. He doesn't even make the top four list. So don't ever get your head wrong that dualism where he's way up here fighting God. No, he's a created being on a fallen planet. And yeah, it's true. Uh, in the land of rebels, he is king. That is true. All right, so let's just keep going. This curse, as quickly as possible, I want to go through it because we do see the curse uh, given to us in the book of Genesis where God delineates. And, you know, he, God is painting with broad brushstrokes here, but he does uh, show us a couple of the acute points of how it's going to show up. So in uh, Genesis 3.16, after human beings choose their own way, the rebels get rolling, um, he, he issues 
when speaking the curse, he speaks to women and to men. To women, he says this in Genesis 3.16. He says, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy, and in pain you will give birth. You will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. Okay, so he's, he's not just talking about uh, pregnancy being difficult, which it is, uh, or birthing. He, he, if you just look, it's, what's obvious is this is your home. This is your relationships. These are people that you're closest to, your children. Uh, yes, but how many women have discovered that it's not only the birthing process that is challenging in raising children, that little sweetheart can grow up to be a 17-year-old who hates you no matter what you do for them. Anybody discover that? Is that not the weirdest thing in the world? You, give, you just love and give and serve, and they hit this age where they're like... <laughs> it's like, where did that come from? What's up? It's, it's part of a curse. Um, but, but within there, you see part of the curse because... You know, we're all living under this. We're, we're living and we've all learned coping skills. Everybody learns coping skills to deal with the state of this planet. And ladies, your coping skill uh, is what you're strongly tempted to, to do is you're going to be tempted to control. You're gonna, that, that's going to be your impulse. And please understand, I've got to move fast, but please understand this is not talking about some wicked, evil, I'm just going to control you. No. With the purest of hearts. See, that's the way the curse works. With the purest of hearts. We still are God's creations created in his image, with, in his likeness. We still, and, and, and as Christians, we even have his spirit within us. And we have God's nature. And we have his love within us. And with the purest of hearts and with the... And with the purest of intents, ladies, you are going to see the obvious that men don't see. You're going to see with just a little adjustment. And out of the purest of hearts, you're just trying to get us all to happy land. And you see it so clearly with just these little adjustments, honey. Little, they're just little adjustments. You're a good man. I love you. Would you just tweak? <laughs> tweak. All for a good cause. Tweak. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, the man you're tweaking is also living under a curse. And his curse is he is tempted to feel like a failure from the day he's born. He is. Let's just read, read man's curse. <laughs> Genesis 3.19, if I have that on the scripture, will you go ahead and put that up there? Is that, yes, by the sweat of your brow, you will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust and to dust you will return. By the sweat of your brow, you will have food to eat. He's, again, this is a much, he's in broad strokes. He's saying food is your provision. That's how you survive on planet earth. And he's saying that to men, now you're going to survive by the sweat of your brow. But survival, it has more, much more to do. The, the bottom line is men find their identity, their sense of value, their sense of, I, in the, under that curse, we don't 
feel like we should feel as sons of God. We should feel valuable and important and blessed just by waking up, just by existing. Our very existence should be amazing to us, but it's not. We don't look at our family and our, look around and just feel like, oh, I, I am a success. Look, look, these, this is my wife. These are my children. I am, I'm on top of the world. We don't feel that way. We wake up feeling underneath it all. And oddly enough, and, and we do stupid things. When you feel underneath it all, you get crabby. And oddly enough, when you're underneath it all, and ladies, you can see clearly. I mean, you really do. And 98% of your tweaks are accurate. But to a man who's underneath it all, it feels like tweak. Tweak. <laughs> it just feels like you're getting tweaked. <laughs> and it creates a cycle. And this is not just talking about me. It's just talking about life. So men... Our, our curse is work, but actually it's our identity. It's, it's identity. It's, it's, here's, here's the bottom line. Ladies, you are going to be tempted to always feel disappointed. I'm just trying to help you identify it. You're going to be tempted to feel disappointed relationally. Yes, with your husband, with your own children, with those closest to you, with, that you can go to the next layer with your friends. Just You're going to be tempted. Now, maybe you've overcome by, by and large, but you're going to be tempted to feel just disappointed. And it's always going to seem so obvious to you that just a couple of tweaks and we could be in heaven. And it's just so obvious. And, but out of that disappointment, everybody say the word, say disappointment. One more time. Say disappointment. There's the curse right there. That's it. That's, that's its touch point on earth is, you realize that if we just walked with God as we're called to, you do realize eternity in heaven is going to be on this planet in these physical bodies. Do you know that? You might live in Buxton for eternity. Somebody just walked out there. <laughs> that's all I got to look forward to. I'm out. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not going to be limited. Trust me. You're going to be amazed. But it's, it's. But we do. We we, we see, and we feel this sense of God. But under this curse, the the sense of disappointment. That's where I'm getting at. That dis. One more time. Say that word. Say disappointed. I'm just. Can't put my finger on it. It's, it's good, you know, but ah, I just got disappointed. That, that's the first, that's how you feel, that's how it starts. Don't get me wrong. That curse is going to go way beyond disappointment, but that's its touch point where it starts. Let's keep reading now in Romans. All of that was verse 20. That, that, that's the issue. We, this creation has been subjected to God's curse. That's the problem. All right. But with eager hope... The creation looks forward. I'm now in verse 21. Again, I hope you're following along in your Bible. The creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning. Now, there's an interesting word. It gets repeated three or four times. Groaning. Will you say that word? Say groaning. 
You ever groan? You know, probably most of us, well, let me say it this way. Most of us men would answer that like, no, groaning. Most of the women are like, oh, yeah, I know what that's about. Uh, they're just a little more aware. All creation, uh, by the way, male, female, we're, we're all groaning. Uh, groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers, even those of us with faith in Jesus. Anybody here in this room with faith in Jesus? Do you guys actually, do you believe that Jesus Christ is resurrected and, and that you are saved and you're on your way to heaven and the spirit of the living God resides in you? Do you guys believe that? Is that not awesome? Oh, that's so awesome. All right, well, let's read what, 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 uh, what we get. Let, let's read one of our bennies since we're in this elite group. 23. And we believers also groan. Oh, shoot. I, I thought I got lifted up. Oh, you did. You did, just not quite to heaven yet. We also groan, even though, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste. Will you say that word? Say foretaste. You just got a down payment, man. We didn't get the whole thing. You just got a little nibble. Now, that little nibble is... That little nibble, it will carry you, but, but you, we got to figure this out. That's what we got is we get a foretaste for we long for these bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We get a foretaste of future glory. By the way, that longing is another way of expressing groaning. They're really the same thing. There's just a longing. You may be, you may be unaware of it, but it is in you. There is a longing. One of the ways you identify that longing is you, there will be times, I'm just going to try to help you identify it because it is so universal, but do you ever ask yourself in men that probably for us, it's more in the area of our work and just, just one word, success, whatever, we define that word differently, but for men, have you ever asked yourself and kind of with a groaning and a longing, it's like, why is this so hard? I've seen it clearly. It's, it's right in front of me. I Actually, if I'm completely honest, if I, if I looked at where I am right now compared to what I dreamed of when I was 17, I'm, I'm maybe in a better spot. <laughs> Why do I still not feel successful? Why is this so hard? Ladies, you're going to uh, identify with this. And by the way, again, it's not like these don't cross over. You know, ladies, you're going to also feel that concerning work, and men are going to feel this relationally as well. But primarily in, in relationships, ladies, have you ever felt just within your, let's just stick to marriage. Are you, is anybody married in here or been in a relationship with uh, another human being? Anybody? Okay. Have you ever asked yourself this? Why is this so hard? We actually love each other. I think we, I think, I think we do. Yeah, I, yeah, I actually love this guy. Yeah, I actually love her. Why is this so hard? What's going on? Anybody besides me ever wake up the morning after a fight and you literally can't remember what you was fighting about? 
Well, you duked it out, man. Well, not, hopefully, not physically, hopefully. But I mean, you, and you wake up and you're like, and as a man, you just roll over and look at your wife and like, hey, he's like, it's like it's, I mean, completely, it's wiped. We did a brain wipe. We can look over a morning after fight and just, I mean, just let you, ladies, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say this right out in front of Jesus and everybody. We can wake up the next morning and want sex and think we deserve it. We're, we're just, that, we, we are that slow. We, we really are. We are just, just a little insight into the male brain there. <laughs> what? I got somebody's funny bone there. <laughs> okay, I'm not trying to be funny. I am trying to just say this is part, though, of and how you identify that longing is that longing is, why is this so hard? What is going on? Now, you're not going to feel that 24-7, but hopefully you can at least remember a time like you're like, yes, like what, what is, why is this so hard? We actually love each other. What is going on? You're identifying uh, that longing. All right. Let's finish. I think I already did, but just look at the last part of verse 23. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights. See, we have partial rights. Jesus Christ, absolutely. Jesus Christ is God. God came to this earth, it's his curse. And he paid, he personally paid. That curse was so dominant because it's, it's the price for universal rebellion. I know we see ourselves as little sweethearts who are just awesome. God sees a band of rebels. That's what he sees. That doesn't mean he doesn't see good. But he sees things we, we just, we, we cannot see ourselves that way. It's hard for us to see ourselves that way. And God came to this earth because that, the debt, it's God, it was God that was grieved. And it, that debt was so massive, just like God is so massive beyond our wildest imaginations. That debt is so massive. All of our, we couldn't throw enough at it. So God had to pay it. Now, so he's fully paid it. And he has chosen to not lift the full thing. You can argue with him when you get there. Could he? Could he have lifted the entire curse that second? Absolutely. He didn't. You don't have your full rights. What do you have? You have the spirit of God in you. Maybe the best picture. Have you ever seen a balloon? Uh, obviously, we've all seen helium balloons fly into the heavens, right? You ever seen that balloon that didn't quite get enough? I mean, it got just enough to lift, and just all it takes is just a little breeze, and whoo, that balloon is high. And that's us when we're feeling the spirit, like hallelujah, thank you Jesus, ooh hoo hoo. Then we get up in church and oh hallelujah, feeling it today, Pastor Brad. But we didn't get all the helium yet. And that wind dies down and our balloon 
starts heading south. And up ahead, we see a pig farm. With a, you guys ever visited, you ever driven by a pig farm? Ooh. <laughs> that stem shall reach out and grab you. <laughs> and we see ourselves headed for the pen. Oh, 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 oh. Now, there's two very different reactions. Women feel like, I can control this. <laughs> I am not going to land in, but you're a balloon. <laughs> and we, we do. We believe we can have control over things we literally have no control over. But that didn't keep us from, I can control this. Men, we just look down and we say, oh, shoot. Well, that's not actually what we say, but I can't say it in church. That's our redemption. And that is, yes, I, I don't know. Why didn't he fill us up completely? I, you argue with him. But I do want you to notice that he's given us a, a remedy as we continue on here. Uh, verse 24, we were given this hope when we were saved. If you already have something, you don't need to hope for it. But we look forward to something we don't yet have. We patiently and confidently wait. By the way, that groaning is, it's expressing the weight of this world. And if you think, and, and it's entirely possible that there's somebody in here who just completely can't identify with that. And you're like, what? Groaning? What are, you, what are you talking about? If you cannot identify with that, um, if you don't groan, well, you're one of two things. You're either uh, 21 years old or you're blind. Now, let me be honest. It's entirely possible to be 75 but still 21 emotionally. And you literally have never escaped from the gravity of yourself and you're so locked into yourself and your success that, and you fight it. You, we do. We all fight that groaning because, I mean, it's, it's painful. So we, we want to fight it. But God isn't asking us to fight it. Look at verse 26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Now, this weakness is what he's been talking about. He's describing this groaning in several different ways. Now he's referring to it as a weakness. Groaning is the expression of that weakness. For example, we don't know what God... He's just giving one example of how the Holy Spirit helps us. The, the, God does... Uh, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with what? Everybody say groanings. Now, let's... I, I wish I had time. We, we got to move. This is not something the Holy Spirit is doing completely apart from you. He's not off in the heavens groaning. He's in you. He's already talked about the Spirit in us. And now he's just letting us, he's just going a little level deeper to show us the spirit in us. Um, the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words, or at least it can't be expressed in your words, words that are coming out of your brain. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Thank you, Ben. You got ahead of me that time. I, but actually, I won. 
little little private conversation between me and the sound the A V tech. Anybody recognize this verse? Twenty eight. God causes all things to work together. Is, is that is rightfully so, probably the most memorized, most that's probably the most encouraging verse in the entire Bible. I mean it's hard to top. Have you ever recognized where it fits? You always do damage when you rip something out of its context and make it stand alone. Where does it stand? The Holy Spirit is, is groaning within us. He's, he's pleading. This groaning is a pleading for us in harmony with God's own will. And in that context, we know that God is causing everything. By the way, in this context, do you know that God working everything for good is not Paul's main point here? Believe it or not. That is shockingly powerful. But there's actually, does anybody see it? What is the, there's actually uh, two words that Paul's main point is. See, God is working things together for good, whether you believe it or not, whether you like it or not, whether you're aware of it or not. He's, he is, he's God, and you can't stop him. He's working this whole thing out, and you can't stop him. So what's the actual key words? What's the point in context with the Holy Spirit pleading through us and groaning in us and, and, and helping us to express our, our, our need to God, to cry out to him? What are the key words? Uh, that, that's, no, absolutely. I'm, I mean in this verse. God's own will. Here's the key words. And we know. That God causes. See, that's Paul's point. It's not that God is causing everything to work together. Paul, to Paul, that's a that's a given. That's just God. The key here is not that God is working it out. The, the key is who are the people that know it? Oh. Now this, this is that little part of redemption that we do get. This is that helium that we do get. Would you just close your eyes really quick? And I, odd as this is, just put your hand over your own chest and just say this. Say, I know. I know. Just keep your eyes closed for a minute. I know. What do I know? I know. I know. I know that I know that I know. I know that the living God is working all things. All of this occasional mess and great things and good things and he's working I know it I know it I don't just think it I don't just hope it I don't just believe it I know it I know it I know it look back up at me what is the difference between believing it and knowing it oh my gosh one is one is peace in the middle of hell perfect peace and the other is, uh, just a quick picture. It's a true story uh, back in the days. What were the guy? I, I'm going to call him Pilgrim. That isn't, that isn't the right word. But there, you know, when, when the nation was expanding and Minnesota was being, I grew up in Minnesota, so they was being uh, settled. I, I tell you, I got 12 ladies helping me. I tell you, men, we need help, do we not? We need help. Now, ladies, that's the kind of help. That, we'll take it. 
Thank you for my tweak. All right. Being settled, uh, there was uh, a man with his family. Uh, they were just on foot, um, but it had just gotten, I think, you know, into you know, December. And I forget where he was coming from, but he had never seen a frozen lake before. And, uh, I mean, it gets, and I'm sure, I think probably in northern Maine it gets as cold, but Minnesota gets stupid cold. I mean, just stupid cold. And so anyways, he he's comes across this frozen lake, but he's never seen a frozen lake before. And so he's, but he does, you know, he's heard, you know, he's, he's not, he's talked to people and he's heard they can support some weight. So he believes, he, he actually, you know, has got enough confidence to actually, he starts out on this lake. He's leaving his family behind and, you know, he's doing what a man should do, all right? And he's on his knee, he's actually hands and knees just creeping slowly across this lake, just listening for a, you know, and, and he's, he's for, for two hours. He's going to come back. If it's all safe, he's coming back. Good husband, right? Good husband. He's just for two hours, just inching ahead. Now, now let's be clear. He does, he does have a certain level of confidence. He actually believes that this thing's going to hold him. He does. Otherwise, he wouldn't even be on it. He, he believes it. He's just, you know, due diligence, just being careful. Suddenly, after two hours of doing this, he hears singing. He thinks he hears singing coming from behind him. But, you know, he's, he just keeps going. He looks and there's, you know, he can't say anything, but he hears, here's the, he hears singing and then he hears this clatter. So he knows, I mean, it gets much louder and he knows, okay, this is real. So he stops, you know, turns around and walks back a little bit and he sees a man with pulling a four horses with a massive carriage full of coal thousands of pounds right over this lake, singing. I don't know what he was singing, but he was singing. Do you think the guy on his hands and knees all of a sudden had a change of attitude? Do you think his, his confidence, what happened? He went from, in a second, he went from believing this would hold him to knowing it. And that's what the Holy Spirit will do for you in the middle of a seemingly uncertain world, he will plant a knowing in your chest that you cannot deny. And it won't, you won't even be able to explain it to people. You'll tell them, you just know that you know that you know that Jesus is real and your redemption is true and it's all working together for good. And people look at you like, how do you know that? And you can't even explain it. You're like, ah, there's a, I don't know, but I know we know, and we, will you say these words with me? Say, and we know. Oh, come on, and we know. Oh, come on, what, look, look, get a little bit better now. Pretend, pretend I'm Brandon and I'm up here singing and, and y'all getting into it. Woohoo, you're feeling it. All right, give me some of that. And we know. And we know. We don't just think that, here's the fact, gang, that lake's going to hold you up. God is causing everything to work together for good. That is not the question. The question is, do you know it? Do you know it? Because when you know it, man, you get up on your feet and you just start walking across that lake. Woo -hoo -hoo. Here we go. Let's go. Woo -hoo -hoo -hoo. 
just a private party up here. That's all right. Y'all don't need to join. Don't, don't. Man, I got to coach you guys up, man. When the preacher gets excited like that, you're supposed to encourage him. You're supposed to like, you know, woo. If you was in the South, you'd pull out your hanky and start waving it. Woohoo! None of that? None of that? All right. Just, just I, I realize, I, I'm, I'm uh, done with time here, but will you, I'm going to give you your last two just to, the Spirit's groaning connects us to God's purpose. And when God came to this earth, he suffered alone. He was, he was, that spirit was taken from him so that we would always know. Yeah, we go through suffering, but we always know. Would you just bow your head and close your eyes with me as the band comes up? Friends, there is a knowing available to you there is a down payment of eternity, of heaven, available to you. And all it takes is a full surrender. Just yes, 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 Jesus, yes. Ask him. Ask him to fill you with his spirit. If you are holding out on him, you know you're living in a way, doing things that are outside of his dominion. Repent, repent. Turn to him right now because the only hope on a planet that's cursed is the grace of Jesus Christ, the spirit of God that lifts. Jesus, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your grace divine. Thank you for that amazing grace that lifts and encourages. And God, even on a cursed planet, makes life a joy joy. Yes, Jesus. Yes to you. Whatever you ask. Yes. You are Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen.